Hey, uh, good evening, good morning, good night, whatever you're listening to. This is uh, this is Jerry Waters, the host of the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill, the podcast where we get, where we explore life, you know, explore life. I have a wonderful guest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this man's a stand-up comic, I would say a director, uh, what else, I could say a podcaster, um, I would say one of the youngest comedians ever to drop a special on Dry Bar. Could I say that? Yes. That's facts. That's if it, if it comes out. If It'll it come out. Hey, we'll see if they release it. Then It'll come then, out. Then it's true. My friend was used to be the youngest one, and yeah. I was so happy to find another youngest one. I'm like, yeah. ah! <laughs> <laughs> to rub it in his face. I uh, almost started laughing. Early. I didn't know that was the name of your podcast. What was it? Is it one, one Man, One, one Tree, tree <laughs> in a Hill? It's actually a play on One Tree Hill. Uh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> so when I... So, I've never seen the show, and I was like, so when I don't yeah. think of anything else, we review One Tree Hill episodes. Yeah, man. <laughs> so people were like, what's up? And I was like, yeah, man, it's One Tree Hill, man. It's one of the other episodes. I reviewed uh, the first pilot episode. I, like, I get it. It's a good show. I get it. That's what's up. Never seen it, but that is hilarious, man. People love that show. Yeah, So I was man. like, if people don't listen to this podcast, I know I put it on the One Tree Hill fan page, yeah. and they'll pick it up. <laughs> For sure. Like, you guys want to be on? <laughs> Yeah, man. This is Caleb Elliott, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, you guys? What's up? Excited to be here. First time in New York, you know what I'm saying? First time in New York City. And it's been disgusting. I want to go home. (laughs) It's been terrible. Um, Have you had a New York City moment yet? Uh, People keep telling me that, defining that differently. So, like, somebody was like, you got to see the naked cowboy. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? What is that? You got to see a man pee on the road. You ain't lived... (laughs) In New York, until you seen a man pee on the road. I seen you struggle on the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, trying to get your <laughs> metro car train. through the thing. Does that count as a New York? That moment? counts as because the guy behind us was like, "Jesus Christ, come <laughs> on, man!" You didn't see the guy behind us. This man, he going if he gonna jump the rail, exactly. let him jump the rail. Exactly. <laughs> was pissed. He's swiping. Beep, beep. Yeah, it wasn't working for me. But uh, no, it's been cool, man. Traveling and stuff, and Brooklyn was cool, was straight, and y'all left me on the train. <laughs> that's all right. You know what I'm saying? You got to make your way around. You what did Shadi say? Shadi's like, you're going to be all right? I was like, it's his first time. You're yeah. just going to give him these directions? <laughs> <laughs> and what Reggie, Reggie said, hey, man, just take an Uber, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't leave him. Reggie was so love. concerned. Reggie. He's like, are y'all sure? <laughs> and they was like, yeah, he's straight. And he's like, are y'all sure, though? Straight from St. Louis. Hey, look yeah. her. Look her. <laughs> he need to catch an Uber, man. He don't... He lost. He lost. His eyes all. <laughs> hey, that man was mad funny too. Reggie, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get to this moment because if you don't know, he's he's here. He's featuring for the marvelous Sinbad Caroline. Yeah, but he's more than that. He's more than just a feature act. We're gonna talk about his life. Yeah, man. Let's go back to where it all started. Where are you from? Where do you call home? What city or state do you call home? Come on, I'm from North Carolina, Pinehurst, North Carolina, small city, uh, known for golf. Born and raised. Um, started doing stand up when I was about eleven years old. Let's go before eleven. What um Ooh, what not before we go before deep. eleven. How two parent household, one parent household? No, nah, two parent actually. So my parents were very um spiritual and um, you know, they actually split up at one point when I was probably middle school and then we lost our house like mm. two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And so we was in, you know, we was pretty broke for a long time. Like, me and my siblings, we were all living in one room, and my mom was living in the other room. And then, But they ended up getting back together. So that was one thing they taught me was, like, even though you fight or even though you argue, you know what I'm saying, if you have a spiritual relationship, like, you always, you know, make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so that was cool. So did, you know, did that growing up in, in my city. was It was very white, you know what I'm saying. There's a lot of white people, so. Do people um, mistake you for being white? Do they think you're yeah, mixed? Do people yeah. think you're... You don't know. It's, we won't post All a picture. He's very high yellow. <laughs> uh, thank high you. Yellow, light skin. Is that's what a, we that's call a compliment. It. Thank you. And some I'm people very... think with this generation, everybody's mixed, so people don't know if you're... Yeah, they'll think I'm I white in me. And I, if I go ambiguous. down my family tree, I do. But uh, right now, my father, he's black. He, he's Yotone. And my mother, she's actually like Lumbee Indian. She's Native American. So, um, so like growing up, when you say two-parent household... And when you say spiritual, you're talking about Christianity, correct? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's different. Different, uh, different. So how many brothers and sisters did you have? Oh, we had, um, had, we have, uh, I have an older sister. Okay. Um, and I have a younger sister and a younger brother. We're all two years apart. Oh, four of y'all. Yeah. That's a load. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was straight. It was straight. That station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to sit in the back back. Like, everybody with a lot of siblings know that you got that last tier, like that back seat that you don't want to sit in when you right. go on vacation. That's where I had to sit because I was the brother. So you're the third? Yeah, I'm the third. You're I'm the, the third. third. Well, my older sister is technically my half sister, so I'm like the the first technically, but I'm really the third. It's all blood. Yeah, yeah it's all blood. <laughs> so what was what was the dynamic of like the family being like the third? Oh man, it was cool. It was cool. Um, it's all girls, right? And you're the only dude. No, nah, I had a younger oh, your brother. brother. Oh, your brother. Yeah, yeah. and I wish we were closer in age. Like we could have gotten trouble together, right. but we're four years apart, and so it was a lot of like me handing stories down, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't do much together, but it was a lot like, man, we know, we was fighting the other day, man, blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, what? You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Y'all was fighting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, we're a lot closer now being older just because, you know what I'm saying, we can talk about more adult things. The family's, like, super important to me. It wasn't as much, like, growing up, but, like, now I try to be intentional, like, hanging out with, like, my siblings and right. whenever they're in town and stuff and going to see them, you know what I'm saying? Did you, um... Since you guys gonna were you guys at church a lot? Was it like Oh yeah, man. So we was like those every, every um it was about every Sunday type, you know. What Bible saying? study in the Yeah, Bible study on Wednesdays, choir rehearsal. Um, you know how it goes, man, when you come up in church. But what happened was in when two thousand eight hit, like some financial stuff went down and um my father actually he stopped going mm. to the church that we were going to. Um because he ended up losing his job, too. It's a, it's a huge story, but he lost his job, and um, he ended up, like, just tied into T.D. Jake's church online. So he would watch that. Um, the Potter's House. Yeah, the Potter's House. That's, like, his. he watches that every Sunday religiously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he ties there. And so my mom still goes to our home church, and then I ended up working at our um, home church. It's a big, like, non-denominational church in our hometown. Um, when did you start working? Like, like 10? I got or? You and Strauss said, man, this is a little, this is love for three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> that was much later. We'll get there. We'll talk about jobs and stuff later. So but what yeah. was it like knowing, so did you know what your parents were financially as like a child? Did you feel that? Like, nah. Did you feel that in school or you never knew what was happening? Yeah, see, that's the that's the fun part of, I feel like, about being broke growing up. Because, like, you don't really know. You just think that this, that's just how it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when we was all... We was all living in one room at one point, um, and that's just how it was. Like, it didn't really change. Like, it, it sounds bad when you say it, but when we was in it, it was like, it was straight. I mean, sounds like an episode of Good Times. Exactly. <laughs> I was sleeping on the floor. I had, like, a mattress on the floor. And then my siblings were in bunk beds, and my sister had a bed in the corner. And uh, it sounds like, oh, man, it was, sometimes the water was off, you know what I'm saying? But that's just what it was. Like, right. you know, we had each other, and it was we was a lot. The home... My father was always intentional about making sure our home was, like, a happy place and a place where we could joke around and have fun and, you know, be vulnerable, be open, talk about our lives. And so he kept it like that even when we didn't have a lot of money. So it, it didn't really – it's not as bad as it – it could be, like, a big sob story, but it's really not that bad. I was like, yeah, it was always broke. And you really don't know either. You don't know, like – I ain't know I had three pairs of jeans. You know what I'm saying? I just wear it. In middle school, I was just wearing clothes. Right, black, blue, and khaki. Yeah, that's all I, <laughs> that's all I needed. <laughs> And then I rotate them. It wasn't until, like, I think I was, we was coming out of poverty. Like, we just had, just, like, rented the house. And I went to school freshman year. And this dude was like, that's why you wear the same jeans. And I was like, crap, I gotta get more jeans. I got a job. <laughs> why are you checking that's all me? It took, yeah. He was waiting for that moment, too. He exactly. was probably writing time. Oh, yeah. Man, I know that. Got them Levi's again, huh? I still remember that kid name. Ain't that a shame, Loki? He was like, man, he, he really clowned me. I was upset. Was it a, a small town, like everybody knew each other? and Absolutely, man. It still to this day, everybody? Still to this day, man. You can be, like, I got a lot of clout there just because I've been in that same town so much. So, like, it's so small. Like, I'm a coupon. If you go to, like, Chick-fil-A and be like, I know Caleb, they'd be like, what? Let me give you 10% on it. You know what I'm saying? That's a, how that close it is. In there. Exactly. <laughs> Let me give you this extra nugget in this 12 count. So yeah, it's just it's it's really small. Everybody knows everybody. There's like one big high school. Um, yeah. Heck what were you like in what, what were you like in middle school? Like in middle school, were you did you have a lot of friends or? That was yeah. I was that was my peak. After that <laughs> <laughs> was my peak. Middle, middle school was middle my school. the biggest experience of my life. And later, I used to like lead 
uh, middle school ministry because of like how my middle school went. But I started going to like um, more of a black school. Like we had a predominantly like white area and then like a blacker area. And so those two elementary schools came together for middle school. So it was like a lot of black kids. And it was just cool. It was a cool experience. Like um, everybody knew everybody. And I was one of those people where I was like, I was almost too black for white kids, too white for black kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being light skinned. And so I was really cool with everybody, like, because I could, you know, fit whatever personality you needed me to be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, be all things to all men. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was a great time, man. I ended up being like eighth grade president. You know what I'm saying? Over okay. to school and I was like, and when I won, the whole like school came out of class and it was like Caleb, yeah. So and then I started doing stand up too, um, in the sixth grade. So that gave me a lot of clout too. Cause so like, before oh, you hit stand up. Yeah. What prompted you to be a youth minister? Was it like your family oh, saying word. like, like, all right. Like, that do you remember when you first got saved? Because some people, like, when you grow up in a Christian household, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's just adopted. You're just like, yeah, like, when did you, like, know in your heart, like, hey, man, I'm a Christian. Yeah. I believe Jesus died for my sins. When did that, when did that epiphany happen? That's, I love that. Um, The memory that I have was when I was, like, seven. Mm-hmm. Because oh, there's a lot of theology stuff and blah, blah, blah. But for me, it was when I was seven. There was a storm going on outside. And I was in the house, and I was like, Jesus, I just know I need you. I know I'm scared, mm. and I know I need you. And I don't know if that was it necessarily, but I know from that moment, I know the Lord kept me. You know what I'm saying? There's right. a lot of situations I could have been in that I that I know I wasn't because of his grace. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of trouble I could have gotten in that I know it's just – the time it just was off because of because of the Lord. And then it didn't get serious for me. Like, I didn't realize that it was about relationship until um, my junior year of high school. And, and actually, like, I became really religious. Like, I became really, like, there was kids who was partying and all this stuff. And I was like, man, I don't do that mess. Like, I ain't going out there. Y'all wrong. And, you know what I'm saying? Let alone, you know what I'm saying? I was... You know, just sinning and lonely in my own way. Like, I wasn't fully taking advantage of Jesus and what Jesus has to offer. Right. And so I stopped going to church, too, but I was still, like, you know, hating on kids. And then I, they had this thing so called. You stopped going to church. Yeah, I really did. Me and did. my dad. Yeah. Just not going to T.D. Jakes, Pops. That's right. <laughs> and then um, sophomore year, I heard about this thing called Young Life. I don't know if y'all got that. Yeah, yeah. They got that here in New York? Not at, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm from the South. I know, so, yeah, that's right. So, so like, you probably heard of it in Florida. Uh, yeah, well. My bob pops was like military, so we we're all over the world. Oh, There's okay, thing called high VA where they would get like high schoolers and they would have turn it into like a Bible college. Yeah, and all the kids from around would do stuff like that. That's what's up. But so. I heard of that. One of my friends yeah. does that, like the ministry thing. That's what's up. So I did started that. My sophomore summer, I went to a camp, 2013, called Sharp Top Cove, and this dude was describing Jesus and relationship with Jesus and what that really means, and uh, you know separating he was saying everything that i needed to hear you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and at that moment i was like whatever that is i want that you know what i'm saying i realized that i had religion and i had a lot of rules but i was missing relationship and, and just being in his presence and all that fun stuff um and so since then i was like man we gotta i gotta i gotta do it ain't look back since yeah, you know I what i'm saying i might have thought about it <laughs> but i ain't i ain't going back <laughs> i won't turn <laughs> back <laughs> i won't turn yeah. back so uh, ministry came a lot. So it will, after that, I started like. Um, Are you ordained? Ministry. Were you ordained? In, like, I was not actually. So. Um, you drive without a license, weren't you? I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was for sure. So I was. Uh, got hired. I started doing ministry. Um, in 2013, I started leading with a, a middle school ministry called Wildlife. It's like Young Life's Middle School one, and then uh, later started working at like volunteering heavily at a church, uh, the church, my home church, as one of the, like, um, host game persons. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I was, like, doing the games every week. And then eventually I felt like the Lord was – I wanted to, to stay with Young Life and do more Young Life stuff. Um, so I lived with them for, like, three years. But I felt like the Lord was telling me to, to pay more attention to the, the church. And I was like, I don't really want to do that, God, because I, like, love Young Life, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's where my heart is. And the youth pastor that I, was, I had worked with for a long time, he was leaving. I'm like, man, when he leaves, man, he's I'm gone. 
But I was just like, I just couldn't shake that feeling. So, I, you know, I just trusted the Lord. And I was like, hey, I got to lead Young Life. And ended up keep staying with the church. And then I got offered a job about 2017. I uh, started working on the church as a, what's called a resource coordinator for children's ministry. So I did like graphic design and, and videography. And um, didn't know how to do either one of those things when I got hired. So it was, <laughs> it was one of those type, like, thank you, Lord. Right. And then uh, he's here to serve. That's what he's here to yeah, do. Exactly. <laughs> He'll guide you. <laughs> and then I worked and um, got transferred over to high school ministry. So I was like the high school director um, at one point, which is super cool. And that was in a crazy experience just working with students and building the ministry and loved every minute of it, man. Loved every minute of it. When do you think or how well were you when you know the discernment of God's voice? Where you it's heard it for yourself. Because some people, that's mm. the hardest thing where people are like, I don't know what he sounds like. It's like, it sounds like you. He's like, no, nah, that can't be him in my head saying this. Yeah. You know what I found out is once you start, when you really have the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I just find it so churchy <laughs> and I hate that. But it's actually a lot, as there's a lot of times there's more God than you think it is. Right. As long as you understand that God doesn't speak outside of the context of his word, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if, if, if it's like, man, I feel like I'm supposed to leave my husband. You got to be like, uh, I don't know. Because, you know, the Bible says these are the standards for divorce. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a lot more of Jesus than you think it is. But I think, I think I've had that voice longer than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. But once I really started a relationship and reading the word every day and being intentional about listening, that's when I realized, like, oh, okay, I can hear, I can hear the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's one of those things where you have to really submit and say, God, I don't want you to speak because I want to do what you're calling me to do. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people want God to speak, but they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, they're like, oh, man, is that God? That can't be God because I really wanted this. But it's a lot of, like, you know, sacrificing. Because nine times out of ten, at least with my relationship, it's like stuff where I'm like, are you serious, Lord? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. have got to be kidding me. But it always works out. And I think that's where faith comes into play is like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the situation, but you really just trust this this thought or this feeling that you had in your head, right. in your alone time. Um, and then, you know, God will, if it's, and if it's not God, he'll honor it too. You know what I'm saying? But it always, it always worked out for me. So I just. Well, how was that when you were the minister and then you said, I'm starting stand-up? How did that transition go? So cool. So I was always doing stand-up. Stand up like at the, just being funny at church or just always. Nah, man. So I started when I was eleven. Okay. Yeah. So I was. Um, and that was what two thousand and eighteen. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> John, play me. No, I was maybe two thousand eight, yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand eight. And um, so like the same year, everything started happening, and then that was just so much favor. Um, but I knew that that was, that was something that the Lord had called me to do. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think in ministry, there was a lot of stuff that the Lord had to teach me in my character, um, in what kind of person I was going to be before I started doing more, sort of started being on my own in the world. You know what I'm saying? So what was that? What was that like that first set like? Oh, man. Because you're a 12 year old and you're, are yeah. you doing stand up to like other teenagers or are you going straight with adults now? No, so I started, so I was at a debate camp when I was in, like, the fifth grade before I went to middle school, and um, I don't know, I think that story. Yeah, I was at a debate camp. They had a form of speech called humorous interpretation, mm-hmm. right? And humorous interpretation is where you give a speech, but it has to be funny. So I was doing, like, Barney, Dora, Max, and Ruby. I was acting like I was a reporter, and I was reporting on these characters. So I was like, Barney, uh, he just got drunk at a Chris Brown concert. He had to go to jail. <laughs> Dora was deranged. She didn't know. Um, her last name, and she was talking to monkeys. She thought she was talking to monkeys. Max and Ruby didn't have any parents, kind of thing. And so then when I went and got to middle school, I saw Ricky Smiley, right? He did stand-up. Um, I saw this on TBN, right? Mm-hmm. Which oh, is like I know a Christian. Talking, yeah. He did stand-up at a church. You mm-hmm. know that exact tape, probably, yeah, if you really know Ricky. Kept falling out and playing the piano. Exactly, right. man. And I was like, I want to do that for the talent show, because there was a talent show coming up. So I just turned that Barney Dory, Max and Ruby thing into um, uh, a stand-up sketch. And so I, I went to audition for the talent show. They were actually like, can you do two? So I ended up doing like a one thing, one stand-up set, and then I had to write another one 
because they wanted me to come back out, which is weird, but I did. I don't know. I, I just wanted realized an encore. that now. Yeah, they wanted an encore, basically. So, um, yeah, since then, after that, I was like, this this is cool, man. I'm going to do this. So stand-up was one of those things where the little, I just fell into it. But there's, you know I, what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. there's a specific, I would say that with stand-up, they call it Christian comedy, right? Yeah. Where sometimes comics, because I've seen your act on stage, and I feel like, you're a stand-up comic and you happen to be a Christian. You know exactly, what I mean? You're man. Stand-up com- we're both stand-up comics That's and so we good. both are Christians because sometimes they get caught up into, like I've been places where this comic, he's like, he's a Christian comic and we're hanging out in Florida. I think it was in North Carolina, he came out in Florida and he's like killing at the church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, come downtown with me. He goes, all right. He goes, I don't know why I'm bombing, man. I was like, because these people don't go to church. Yeah. Like, how are you going to reach everyone? Exactly. Like, Jesus was out here talking to all the, the common people. He, exactly, he was with the Gentiles man. and stuff. So I think sometimes it's that hard transition where you, you find an audience and get not lost into, like, I'm only doing shouting references. I'm only mm. doing this. I'm only doing that. I said, well, good luck. Some exactly. of these people don't go to church at all. Exactly. Good see. job getting my dad at TDJ's <laughs> online ministries, <laughs> seeing if he get these re- get these references. No, for sure. Because I think Ricky Smiley, mm. you know, being out here, you know, I don't, a lot of comics, if you're not from the South, you don't understand, like, the greatness of Ricky Smiley. Exactly, man. Ricky Smiley is a beast for me. I'm not going to put him as yeah. top five, but that nah, open five. casket sharp, yes, asking man. open <laughs> casket sharp special, that is one of the funniest specials. And I know it's a regional thing. I was like, if you yeah. don't know nothing about like Southern people, exactly. come here, baby, come here, come here. Come here. Bring, <laughs> the, bring the baby back. Come here, come here. Charlie, Charlie, she on the field. <laughs> Talk about uh, HBCUs and all Big that Pookie. stuff. Yeah, see? <laughs> He don't got the straight. he don't got the pants. He got the <laughs> he got the sweat. He got the he got the sweatpants. He ain't got the uniform on. He got the yeah. But As no, you get yeah. older, you can see it though. Like I was like, oh, I know he planted this. Like when the girl got up and started shaking and started walking. Yeah, I see. Was like, no, this this is definitely. Oh actress. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like he could hear orange juice coming out of. Him. I was like, yeah, this is yeah, definitely man. planted. But growing up, I was like, man. I remember I was in college and all the football players were all talking about the open casket and like, man, you watch, you watch, you do it. And I was yeah. like, this is, I know that's a Southern thing, but I was like, Ricky Smiley, he's just funny. Yeah, You know man. what I mean? He's just funny because yeah. he's crazy. Him and Roy Wood Jr. are from the same town. Oh, that's what's up. See, I didn't even know that. They're from the same town, Alabama. Yeah. Totally two up. different types of humor and stuff yeah. like that. But Ricky just like resonates to, to like, to like that group of people, like you just grow up with Ricky Smiley. Exactly, man. Yeah, man, that was. Yeah. So, so you're doing stand up, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing stand up in your hometown, or were you yeah, traveling man. to different cities? When did you start traveling? Because you can't drive or anything. Or exactly. So I was doing like family reunions. I was doing the talent shows. I was doing nursing homes. <laughs> I've done a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, for like three years, and I was watching and studying people. I remember watching like the Kings of Conway for because this is old YouTube. This is when they had a lot more like you could watch full movies on there. You sure know what I'm saying? Part one, part two, part three. <laughs> and so I was watching the Kings of Comedy at like eleven and Kevin Hart's I'm a grown little man first came out and they had a whole bunch of Def Jam tapes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, This is cool, man. So my dad just happened to go to Comedy Club. Just happened to go see um Arnez J, right? <laughs> and then uh they had an open mic night. He found out about it. Because we didn't know nothing about stand-up, about Correct. this world, you know. And he was like, man, how can I bring my son? He's he's about 14. I was about 14 at the time. He goes, yeah, man, you can bring him out. So I came out. Back then, you used to have to audition for the open mics at at the comedy club in, in Raleigh. Sorry, y'all what, cl- what club is No, they can't hear it. Okay, word. It's, yeah, uh, they can't. it's New York City. Someone just died out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody Keep just prayed up. fell on the train. Um this Good Nights Comedy Club in Raleigh, North Carolina was oh, the club. Charlie it was my home club. So I went there, 14, open mic night, and uh, used to have to audition. For some reason, I was like, you can just get up. And uh, the general manager at the time, his name was John Kirby. And this man, shout out to him. I promise he taught me everything mm-hmm. I know about stand-up. Like, some people really, you know, shape you and groom you, and he was one of those people. And so I went up my first night. They was like, man, we're going to give you three minutes, man. And Thomas, I remember him telling me this. Tom is one of the most important things in, in stand-up. You want to make sure you don't ever go over people not book you on shows. When you see this right, light, right. I was learning about the light. When you see this light, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, cool. This light. Yeah. So I went up there. I did seven minutes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Blew the light. Yeah. And so I was. I used to like remember people I was watching at the time. And um, I remember I was watching Paul Mooney. So I got I got my table my first time. I was sitting down. I was doing crowd work. And I was talking about white people. And I was talking to this like, girl in the front. 
And it was cool. And I killed him like seven minutes, man. And so uh, they was like, hey, don't do that again. But, man, that was awesome. Don't do that. Yeah. And so the owner heard about me. And so, like, three weeks later, I kept going back. And the owner came up. And he was like, hey, man, you want to do Bill Bellamy this weekend? Damn. And I was like, who? I ain't know. <laughs> you know who that was. What call did he yeah, do? Yeah, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> what joke? But I was like, yeah, cool, man. You know what I'm saying? I, you know. So I, you know, got to meet Bill Bellamy. And that was the first time I seen a headliner. Was it a guest spot or a host? A guest spot. Okay. Yeah. That was the first time I saw a headliner play. So on this, they was doing a ladies' night out tour. It was a tour, what the tour was called. And Ali Sadiq was on on the tour with Bill, right? Oh, and then they had this other dude named Jay Reed. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever experienced, man. They had music in their set. Like, the crowd was just rocking ridiculously. I was hanging out in the green room with them, and Bill was giving me all this advice. And um, Bill was, like, ordering drinks for, like, you know, females. And Ali Sadiq, I remember he ordered a salad, and a dude brought out this big salad. He was like, nah, man, never mind, I'm good. And I was like, what the hell? You just sent the salad back? <laughs> and, man, it was just so cool, man. It was just so cool and kind. And Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and then went to school the next day, you know what I'm saying? It was chilling. But, um yeah, that was a cool experience. So since then, I had to, in my earlier years, because I had really a lot of favor with Good Nights, mm-hmm. I got to work with so many different um, people really early. So, like, when I was turned 15, I got to work with Donnell Rawlings Dang. Um, or with Cheryl Underwood, which is a cool experience because really nobody gets to open for her. She brings her own feature, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, who else? I did Ralphie May, which is cool. He was like, man, I'm going to take you on the road. And he gave me all his albums signed, you know what I'm saying? And then. I worked with John Reap. Um, who else? A lot of other people I can't remember. Sinbad, of course. We met when I was like 15 or so. That was dope for your dad. Yeah, To man. have that relationship with your dad for him to be like, no, 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 my son does this. Yeah, and he and my father was very much like, whatever y'all want to do, we're doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because life to him was about, because he had the, you got to go to college and you got to, get a good job you gotta make this money gotta buy a big house and he was like that's not what life's about you know what i'm saying once you get that relationship with the lord wherever he takes you you know what i'm saying that's where you want to go and he knew that out of my four siblings all of our paths were different and so he very much treated all of us like individuals and said whatever y'all are called to do that's what we'll go with and so man he was like do you want to do this and i was like you know i'm chilling and so we would go up every week and that was like how we you know hung out and bonded and he would Make me run my set. He was like, "Man, you gotta practice, man. You gonna be good." You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's such a so. such a dope bond, and yeah, especially when he looks back on it. You know what I mean? He's probably thinking like, "Man, yeah. I was, excuse me, I was there." <coughs> excuse me, allergies, but I was like, seeing like I was there." You know what I mean? Especially yeah. at the beginning stages, be like, seeing no, you watch sure. from like you said twelve to like yeah. twenty two now, so he's seen a decade of you. Yeah, man, a decade of the jokes and everything else. Yeah, and a lot of comics don't have that support. Yeah. I'm like knowing that their parents, like my pops, he supports, but now you can tell as I get older, he, when he talks to his yeah, my son's in New York City. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stand-up comic. Yeah, he's up there. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. for your pops to know, like, no, nah, let's let's do this. Yeah. What does your sister do? What is your What are your other So my sister, do? she's in school right now. My older sister, she wants to open her own, like, beauty salon kind of thing. Dumb. And so she does, she wants, she was always intentional about having a place where, like, both races could come. Okay. So like you can do white girl hair and black girl hair. So I'm excited to see how it goes. But she got her um, cosmetology degree, and right now she's working on her business okay. um, degree. So she wants to do that. My other, my younger sister, she's at UNC Charlotte. And, UNCC. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. You from NC? I know what it is. And so she's studying uh, communications, and she says she probably wants to do journalism. But she's like heavily involved with the church too. I'm sorry, that's all professional. Uh, it's all good. She's heavily involved with the church too, and. Um, so she's probably going to do something with them. And then my little brother, he played football for a long time. So he just graduated high school, and he's going to, like, community college. He's really not sure Juco. yet. But like everybody else, you know what I'm saying? What would you say, Juco? Juco. Oh, is he trying to play football in college, too? Nah, nah, oh, nah. He, he was, like, second string. No, I'm joking. He was good. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, he was lying. awesome. <laughs> oh, no, I'm I'm tripping. He raps. Oh, that's no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a rap. So he had a song on SoundCloud that actually, like, pop, popped off, like, really well. It got, like, 45,000. Like, listens and stuff like that. It was dope. Do you feel the urge to move out? Oh, yeah, man. So, I'm definitely, I have a plan. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I'm also, like, because I'm such a spiritual person, I'm not concerned in a way. You right. know what I'm saying? 
So like that could it could very much change. Um, but right now I want to move to I still live in my in my hometown, right? I want to move to like the bigger Raleigh, which is closer to the comedy club, and then focus on more stand up, and then in a couple of years move to either New York or L.A. Okay. And I'm still really torn on which one because um, I hate both honestly. And it's not that they're bad; <laughs> it's just I love the South. Right. And I love my hometown. I love the open air. I love trees. You know what I'm saying? I love the pace and all this stuff. Well, and this so, is what I tell comics. Like, yeah. So when we when we're like when I moved up here and everyone else moved there, when I I would I would go everywhere. You know, Grant. So I remember yeah. Grant, big brown eyes, were at the Oak City Festival, and he's like he had that same look in his eyes, asked me about moving. I was like, "What are you waiting for, man?" Yeah, man. You can wait here to be the man, or you can go out and start your own path, man. I said, "Yeah." You can you can only get here and get better. And I think when I talk to this comic, he's from he's from like Chicago. He's like, should I book this comic? I was like, any comic from the South that moved up here is serious. That's facts. Man. We left houses, comfortability, yeah. land, everything else to come up here. I was like, we're not out here just yeah. to juck or shuck and jive. I, yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, we can hang out. Yeah, cool. But at the same time, I was like, any comic, especially from the South, the Southerners that haven't quit yet when they come up here, because mm-hmm. the first year, they're all going to go through it. They all go through yeah. like the sadness of everything else. And I think I remember... When, like when me and Shadi man, I was like, leave now. He goes, what? Yeah. I was like, nothing's stopping you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Leave. I was like, that whole thing when it tugged on your heart. Like I remember, I said to myself three years. I was like, I was like, when I get in Florida, I move to Tampa. I was like, in three years, I'm gonna leave. Mm-hmm. But then when it happened, I was like, I said, like, God, I want you to leave me like a baby. Mm-hmm. I want it clear. I want the signs open to be all like, as soon as I leave, I can go, and everything's gonna fall. Everything's gonna fall into place. So my boys live in L.A. Some of my guys went to L.A. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing difference in New York is, like in the South, we have like a, we, I saw we throw a lot of haymakers. Yeah, which like one? When, like when we throw, we take our time to build up stories and stuff like yeah. that because we have nothing but time. Mm-hmm. And then when you come to New York, it's like, the, all right, you got two and a half minutes. <laughs> I said, for, for just the open mic, I said, I just finished a bit. And then you start learning and training yourself to be like that because you all know the yeah. New York comics are always like, they have that little pace. So it's good for Southern comics to have that first gear, that second gear, that shift. Yeah. Because when you awesome. go back home, they're like, "Man, why are you talking so fast?" I was like, "Oh, I, oh, I got forty minutes tonight. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can slow down. Yeah, I can slow down a little bit. Exactly. But whatever, whatever you choose, it's gonna, it's gonna, everything. You know, God's already prepared your path. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. He said, "Let the pay, the table's already set." You That's know what right. I mean? So man. you just gotta sit there and see which type, what you want. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend tell me that like New York kind of sets up what you do in L.A. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it's just like I don't know. I'm just trying to be intentional. I'm open to everything. And yeah, the only disadvantage I think is like New York is eight hours versus L.A., which yeah. is you know what I'm saying. Difficult. And you'll get better faster. You have more yeah. chance no, to get on sure. stage. You can get like sure. seven sets a night and yeah, everything exactly. else. Yes. Yeah, well, they say that until you get out here and to realize, like, oh, you got to be somebody to get seven sets a night. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ain't doing no 12 mics a night. Exactly, no, yeah. Put you in the back of the list. It's like, I only got up three times. When did you get there? Ten? <laughs> yeah, they say that. Exactly. But you eventually, eventually you'll find a place and you'll find everything else. Let's go back to when you started stand-up, when you were working with these comics. Which comic before Sinbad was the one that like mentored you? Like, what comic like in the scene do you remember was the guy that was? Because everyone mm-hmm. probably has the thing like, oh look at this young kid. Yeah, man. You know, my friend Cam, when I told you about when he first started, he couldn't even get. I remember when he couldn't get into the comedy clubs. He was too young. Dang, for real. Yeah, he was started. I think he was nineteen. I forgot how young he and was. He was trying to do stand up. When we got when I came back from college, I came. I worked at Disney World. Yeah. So like I I did college and st- uh, I did stand up in college, but it's you know it's not really. Like, knowing what the grind is now, I was like, yeah, we're just playing around in college. Yeah. But when I moved to Orlando and moved to Tampa, I came back and I met this young, skinny, white kid. Mm-hmm. What's up, man? What's going yeah. on? Everything else. And I was like, well, let's keep going on. We all would just hang out. He was a part of our class. And I remember we would go to the Tampa Improv, and he couldn't get in because he wasn't 21. Dang, I was like, man. just go in. Mm-hmm. He goes, they'd be like, nope, nope. They would look at his ID. So we would sign him up, and he would come in and do a spot, and then go walk right back outside. Yeah. <laughs> So he was mad young, couldn't drink. And I was like, good. He was yeah. fine because I didn't drink either. So he'd be hanging with me. I was like, I don't yeah, drink, so we're up. fine. Yeah. So I remember. So I remember was like when being a young comic, and I remember being young, sitting in like I mean, these old comics that would just beat the road up, and I'd be asking all these questions. They'd be mm-hmm. like, yo, would you stop asking me all these questions? Yeah. <laughs> so who was that dude like when you were in North Carolina, like took the time out, like in Raleigh, to be like, yo, let me at an open yeah. mic to be like, what's up, man? How? It was definitely um the the manager of the club his name was John John Kirby. He was he was uh, and he's he moved back to Ohio when the club switched owners. Um 
but that was the dude that like he was he was intentional about teaching me things every week. You know what mm. I'm saying? He was intentional about like you don't wear shorts on stage. You got to move the mic stand out the way. You know what I'm saying? And 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 a lot of people, a lot of headliners that I got to meet, like touring people, gave me such good advice. You know what I'm saying? And then blew hot air. And that's just the game. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be like, man, well, you know, next time I'm in town, man, you know, we're going to get together. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take I'm gonna take you on the road with me, man. And that's just how it was. And be the only person too. that really didn't do that was Sinbad. How old were you when you met Sinbad? We was, I was about, I was 15, I think, 14, 15. So walk me through, and, like, um, when you, so was it he host, was he headlining at Good mm-hmm. Nights and someone said, like, Caleb, we got yep. your guest spot or what, what happened? Yeah, so the owner was um, Brad Reader. Uh, God rest his soul. No, I'm joking. He was alive. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he was just. That siren was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, and he was like, hey, man, we got bad in the house. Super Sinbad's mad cool. He's good people. Do you want to uh, maybe try to get a guest spot? I was like, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know who that was. But I was like, yeah, you know, I'll get, you know, I'll get a guest spot. Because I didn't really know anybody that wasn't like Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? Right. I only knew like the Def Jam people because that's what I was watching. And so I was like, yeah, man, I watched them bad. Um, so I went to the show, man. And what's super cool about it, and we just talked about this this weekend, he has another feature named Chase Anthony uh, out of L.A., right? Mm-hmm. And so Chase has been on the road with him probably about eight years. Um, and so we kind of switch off. Like what weekends I'm not on, he's on. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing like the rest of January. I'm on February. And that weekend was his first time being on the road with Sinbad. Wow. So I got pictures, and Chase didn't know how to dress in front of, like, Sinbad's crowd, so he got on a vest, and he got on, like, glasses and stuff <laughs> like that, which is mad funny. Um, but it's just full circle. So that weekend, Sinbad really, like, showed out. So he brought the band with him, mm-hmm. right, and they was on stage, and they was dancing and singing all this stuff. And then after that, he took the whole club out. So all the wait staff, right, everybody, we go to the club. And so I'm 15 years old, third floor, this club and VIP, me and my dad, because my dad don't drink, was just sitting there on the couch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everybody pops. getting drunk, man, drunk out of their mind. Me and my dad just sitting there chilling. And it was just, it was cool, man. It was a major experience. So since then, like, me and Bad was always, like, cool when he came into town. How much time did you do when you were doing the guest spot for him? I think I did eight minutes. He saw it? Did he see it? Yep, he sat there and saw it and, and watched it, too. Wasn't I remember dope. seeing him. And there's this little chair, like, you can sit in that's right outside the green room. I remember seeing him in that chair, like, oh, shoot, man, he really watching. Um, but, yeah, and he's talking to me after, man, you got to talk more about this, man, talk more about all this stuff. And I was like, okay, word. And um, just stay cool, man. Just stay, stay, you know, in connection. And he was one of those people. This is how I knew he was he was really serious because he didn't, he didn't blow any hot air. Mm-hmm. So he was like, um, he never said, like, man, I'm going to take you on the road. Like, me and my, and my dad had a conversation him him and my dad had a conversation and I never knew about it until I think a year ago. But my dad was like, Hey man, you think you can take him on a road? Like he's trying to be my manager, you know. <laughs> he going, you know, give him, you know, some opportunity, man. And somebody was like, Nah, he's just not ready, he's too young. Mm-hmm. The road really changes you, like, you know, you gotta figure out what person you are before you, you know, go on the road and stuff. And that's how I knew somebody was real, because he never was like he never said anything that he wasn't gonna do. And when he says something, he does it. You know what I'm saying? When he says a man, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna hook you up with this. He always does it, and he's one of those people who's just truly genuine and kind and compassionate, and not even like I'm faking it, but that's really how he is. You know what I'm saying? When, what age were you when he started taking you on the road? Yeah, man. So I got picked up um, last year, December about. So you're like nine years into comedy. So he's watched you've grown. Yeah, yeah. So like, what happened was Chase. Um, Ended up do having a gig in New York, right? Mm-hmm. This is the weekend that he's gonna be in Charlotte, North Carolina, and so he goes, "Man, what's that comic's name?" Oh, Caleb. So he texted me, right? Because we ain't seen him. I ain't seen him since I was like three years before that. He texted me. He was like, "Okay, Caleb." So he hit me up. It's all good. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> It's all good, folks. Housekeeping. You know yeah, I mean? my fault. We, we out here in the Times Hotel. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's a mobile <laughs> podcast. We everywhere. They're like, was that a groupie? I said, like, I don't know. I can't speak on his <laughs> life. I was on the road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm joking. No, but um, what you asked me, I forgot. All right. So, so like when he, so you were walking us through. Um, so Caleb couldn't make the show because Caleb had a not Caleb. You're Caleb. Uh, 
What's yes. the boy's Chase could Chase could make it because he he was in right. he, he was, was in New York he was in New York so you get Charlotte's yeah. Comedy Zone right Yep so Sinbad was at the Comedy Zone he called me up he said Hey man do you want to come out and uh, do the Friday and I was like Yeah walked up did the show it was awesome then Chase came down we were on stage together which mm-hmm. is all good so I came out hosted Chase came out featured and then he keeps us both on stage and so that was just like a great time man it was so much fun so then after that. Um, he sent me some luggage for Christmas because it meant mad cool. And it was this big Toomey bag. bag was like $700. And he and he wrote on it, get ready to travel. Kind of thing. So I was like, oh, where are you going to take me? But like he <laughs> sent me, but I was like, man, we're going to go some places. And so then in March, um, we came, came back to Raleigh, Greensboro. We did some theaters, which was super cool. And I'm glad we did that, like, first because it got, like, that fear out the way kind of thing and learning how to do that. And then... First place, first stop was Alabama. So March technically was like my first time actually traveling out of state and doing some stand-up out of state, and it was super cool. So since then, I was like, in March, I was like, you know what, I'm going to actually do this. Because I was, I was doing stand-up, but I think I don't think I decided I wanted to be a stand-up. Yeah. And I think March was the first time where I was like, yeah, I think it's time to bring the heat, you know what I'm saying, get serious This is your first it. year on the road, pretty much. Yeah, man. Your first, first time year on the road. road. Yeah, right. favorite cities anytime that's far. Any favorite, bro? Cities? St. Louis was so cool, man. St. Louis was the crazy. Loop. Yeah, St. Cause um the club was crazy, man. The people at this it was Helium Comedy Club we played at, and they was just the the wait staff was so cool, and we all hung out afterwards. And um I love the city. It got like small town vibes, but it's big town, and it's still black, but it's you know. It was mad cool, man. So that's probably one of my favorite places. The shows was awesome. Like, you know, mm-hmm. crowd was great. All that fun stuff. Um, I hate Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's my least favorite. <laughs> Milwaukee. Cause I think I people in Milwaukee don't like being in Milwaukee. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've been trying to go. Yeah. But that's probably my least favorite. Because um, I think I bombed seven times in a row. I think I... <laughs> I think these people looked at me for. Is that when you went on that challenge? Like we're only gonna do brand new jokes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy's crazy. He's tripping, man. He don't. I said he don't. I was trying to. I'm he trying don't care to, about anything. Yeah, Kamikaze. He's trying to kill himself <laughs> and the people in the crowd. <laughs> I try to set extremes for myself because I feel like if I do things, if I set goals that I think I can reach, I end up like I end up not trying. So I gotta set stuff that's like ridiculous. So like. um one month I was like, man, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna not do anything old, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna see I if I can just do I was like, yeah, Caleb is a nice. new fifteen, and I added people on Instagram. I was like, Jared and, <laughs> and Grant and all three. I was like, bro, you crazy, man? We ain't like, <laughs> I'm trying this. to make it in this city. And man, I, I know that's right. <laughs> and man, I I ate it seven times. I think we did seven shows. And I think every time they was like, "Where's Sinbad?" No, nah, I'm joking. It wasn't, ah. it wasn't that bad. But you it know was his still, son, really. I yeah. see what he's doing with his bringing his son on the road. I get it. I get it. I get it. Nepotism. I get it. Exactly. But um, yeah, man, I, I just didn't like it at all. Still, it was still cool. People was cool, but we was in a casino too, and you know all that sin. I just couldn't. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, I was like, man, y'all. I seen a dude in there with with an oxygen tank trying to gamble. <laughs> It was, it was, man. He took it off after you bombed. He said, yeah, I yeah, say yeah. we're living. <laughs> he took off his oxygen tank. I need to fill all this. Yeah, I definitely had some bombs on the road that was like, How much man, time are you doing tonight? So I'll do 15 before. Oh, that's good. Right? And then, but what was interesting about Sinbad, how he does his set is he'll play off what I say and what the crowd says. So he keeps me on stage for the duration of a set. So I'll do 15, but then we do an hour or whatever and stuff together. And so my job is like the setup man. I kind of got to, I'm better at it now, but I have a feel for like what jokes he has, like what bits I know he can go into. So I ask him questions, like kind of directing him to like get to a certain place, which is, it's, it's so much fun, man. The volleyball, he's setting, yeah, up exactly. the setting up the alley-oops. Yeah, and, I, and the fun is like, I never know what's going to happen. Because he can make a joke about anything. Like last night, he was talking about something that happened in the news um, in New York where that dude like took another girl off the train. Oh, that big you hear about yeah. it? Man, he talking about that. Yeah. It's just it's just fun. Like you just never know, uh, you know, what's going to happen. The sad, the sucky part about it is um, sometimes he'll have a dope bit and he'll forget it. I'll be like, man, like he done forgot more bits than I've thought to write. You know what I'm saying? 
And so I'll try to bring him back to it, but he I know he don't remember it. You know what I'm saying? Like ones that I like, when I was like, man, this was funny that you said. He'd be like, man, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> Put this voice app up here. Exactly, man. Listen so to it. <laughs> Listen to what you said. Go back to 47 minutes and 22 seconds. Exactly. But man, it's just it's just been such a cool experience, man. So I noticed when we were talking this weekend, mm-hmm. and I was curious. I was talking to Shadi about this, about um, you asking about the comics. Yeah. Why do you? Why do you? Why do you? Why do? You, why is it in your head about comics watching you? Oh man, that's the difficult. That's nobody likes that because they always see things that one one. If you're a comic, stand up's hard to watch. Period. Right. Correct. If you comic, no, not many comics watching our specials. You know what I'm saying? Or watching other people do stand up. That's like the that's like the worst part about stand up. You gotta sit there and watch everybody else sit. Um, so I know that they're seeing things or they're thinking things that um, are way harsher than what the audience is thinking. So they'll think like, "Oh man, this bit hack." You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, I heard eight people do this big. Oh, man, that joke. that I know they see when a joke doesn't go over. I know they see. So it's good because it challenges you, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I just hate that they're there. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't like, um, I write for me, and I write for it to be funny, mm-hmm. and I have to avoid, like, the, you know, I don't want to be competitive in the, in the art of it. You know what I'm saying? I like, I got to write from my perspective and stuff like that. So Have you heard of this phrase, some people get lost playing to the back of the room? Nah, I heard that. What's that? Meaning that that's where the comics stand in the back of the room. So sometimes comedians are always trying to get the back of the room to laugh. And yeah, sometimes exactly. they alienate the people because comics don't pay for comedy tickets. Yeah, exactly. See? So it don't really matter. Yeah. And I say, and I was saying like this, I think we were talking last night, and I was thinking about that scripture. I was like, many are called, but few are chosen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like when I go to a show, usually I come at the end, but when I come to the show, I was like, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm thinking, I was like, I'm happy that my boy's opening for Sinbad, and that's dope. Yeah, we're all just happy. Sure. I was like, F, I was, I was like, y'all not, go- I was like, y'all know good and well, y'all don't remember none of his bits. Y'all just in yeah, the exactly. moment, excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why he brought you out here. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, uh, and then they were talking about like when Eddie, when Eddie brought Chris out. Yeah, they said like. Chris was like mad young, mad young, and comics were like just like, how oh, the freak did he bring Chris? And it's like that, and it's like, he's enjoying the moment. Now Chris Rock has stories that he can tell to his peers in his class. Yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty sure Sinbad has dropped so many gems on you and so many stories yeah, like that. And I was like, it's kind of dope, because he's like, hey, come to the green. I was like, nah, let him have his moment. Nah, man, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I, I, sometimes it's like that, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's mad cool. I was like, nah, 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 let him have his moment. Let yeah, him, yeah, yeah. That's his that. moment right now. This is Caroline. This is a big deal right now. Yeah, man. So it's uh, but it was dope, knowing someone doing something like that. Word, man. Because my mother, she she was like, you saw my aunt, my (laughs) my, you saw my aunt. That's my mother's sister. Come here, baby. Come here. Come here. Yeah, yeah. Come take a picture of Sinbad. No, stop. I don't want to meet him this way. Now you know, you know his friend. They all friends. Yeah, they play together. I said, Mom, he. Sinbad was yelling at me from the back of the room. You know, you know who this is. I was like, Yes, it's Jared. I walked in. I was like, Oh yeah, hey, what's up, hey? I was like, Oh yeah, we met. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that like was funny, man. he was dropping gems last night about like that. Oh, I was like, up, he, about Red Fox and like I'm just like a nerd yeah. of comedy. I was like, you've seen it all, man. Yeah, it's that's crazy. still living. Yeah, man, that's still living. He might be the the. I'm trying to think. He's Who the else? only one in that class that's still. You know, Eddie he might be the old. He might be the oldest like legend old out there. He? He's 63 right now. I mean, the, the only Eddie's person I can think 60. of is Paul Moody. Paul, he's senile. I know, and that's it's terrible. He's senile. He's senile. But terrible. There are so many. There, that's why. That's why I love when, like, when people get Sinbad on the podcast and start asking them like comedy questions. Yeah, man. And they keep them on that path to be all like. Yeah. And I was like, no, ask him about Red Fox, man. Yeah, ask him yeah, about what yeah. was Red like. Because he, he said, what did he say? Them. All of his peers are the ones you see now. I was like, golly. Mm-hmm. It was Robin Williams, everything else. I was like, wow. So I was like, I think me and Shotty, we talk all the time. I was like, I was like, that's dope that he's in this position. That's dope. They like, yeah. I was like, freaky. I was like, who cares about comics that come to the show? Yeah. They should be happy that there's someone that you know up there. Yeah, exactly. Especially a Southern comic. We always cheer for the South here. You got so to, Every man. time someone, I was like, oh, freak, he from the South. Hey, yeah, them boys yeah, from the yeah. South. Yeah. <laughs> got to, man. But yeah, I think that that scripture, I was like, many are called, a few are chosen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, do you write your goals out? Do you write your goals and put them up everywhere? Have I, I don't like I should. I used to be more intentional about journaling, um, and I wanted to bring it back 2020, but I know I know what they are. Like, because um, I, I, I have to keep it in mind to do what I do. I can't. Um, I realize that, and this is good advice for comics, it's like you don't really have time to like be playing. You no. know what I'm saying? 
Like when you make up your mind, like I want to be a headliner, you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the end goal period. You know what I'm saying? So we get a lot of all these opportunities, but something Chase taught me when I first, my first day when we was in Charlotte, um, he was like, you have to remember you're not Sinbad. Mm-hmm. So this is a great opportunity. You're going to learn a lot and you're going to see a lot of different crowds and they're going to cater to you. You're going to see a lot of places, meet a lot of people. But at the end of the day, his name is still on the, on the thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to get a place where your name is on the ticket. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And since since then, that's been my goal is like, how can I be that headliner? How can my material be tight enough? How can I build hours? You know what I'm saying? How can I find credits, make those connections, get more exposure? So that way I, I keep that, that angle in mind. So, like, advice is, like, you don't have time to be playing fiddle-fiddling on stage. It's just Chanel Ali, which is a comic I know you know. I'm but she's somebody sure. I really look up to, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually ask her a lot of stuff because she's more, she's not on Sinbad level. In the sense of, like, Sinbad gave me, like, legend advice that mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't use that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you, you. I'm like, oh man, what do you do about this situation? Oh man, just get your lawyer to, uh, you know, what I'm saying like stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, what? you know, I got a lawyer. So Chanel's more like she's really doing and killing in the industry, um, but I know she's, you know, more of a goal that I feel like I can reach. You know what I'm saying? So I asked her different stuff, and she gave me advice that was like, all you get is minutes. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be working with those minutes. You can't just go on stage and like, th- for me, there's almost a difference in working on material and having fun. Because mm-hmm. I can fiddle faddle like a set and, you know, do crowd work and, you know, say have a good time, just be kind of flowy. Or I can work on this material. Right. And that's a lot harder than, you know, than just having a good time on stage. And so that's that was my new goal of, like, I have to be intentional every set, every, you know, four minutes, three minutes, like getting my material better, you know what I'm saying, to get that to, to make a crowd laugh, you know what I'm saying? One of the nicest people I've ever met in New York. Honestly. Honestly. I remember when one time where I was like kind of frustrated because you go to these open mics and you don't know anybody and you're wondering like, is my material funny or do these yeah. all guys know each other? And Chanel goes, she meets me and my friend Paul. We're both from Florida. And she goes, are you guys comedy best friends? Yeah. You, I was like, yeah, we just met here. Uh-oh, you guys are friends now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're just laughing. And she did the most. I remember the most sweetest thing, and I try not to blink, bring it up to her. We did this show called Smoke Break, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like a what's a weed show, and Chanel does well. But I always go to shows where I see a lot of black comics mm-hmm. because I know they're gonna be late, so I can steal a guest spot. <laughs> so if it's like comics, I know them for a whole bunch of credits, like yeah. Derek Gaines on everything else. I was like, oh, I know some of these dudes are gonna be late. They got yeah. like three different spots. So I go there. Courtney Reels run the show, and next you know it, they're looking around. I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. nobody showed up. And Chanel goes, you should throw Jared up. And, and I did like maybe like he goes go to I tell you to stop I said ain't nothing to me baby I got time. <laughs> okay so I did like seventeen minutes Word. and it's going well and then we're all in the green room and they're all you know uh, passing the devil's lettuce around and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Chanel stops and goes I really enjoyed your set Jerry yeah one of the best sets of the night that's what's in up. front of like people I respect and I was like girl I was like, girl you crazy get up out of here girl you <laughs> girl you you ain't in work yeah. at Piggly Wiggly you don't know okay. about Win Dixie girl. But it's like she does those dope things where she mm-hmm. acknowledges and stuff like that. And I look at her as my peer, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I look at her as like, yo, I'm her album recording I was there. I was like, yeah, yeah. I just support, especially a black woman doing her thing. Absolutely. I was like, freak, man. Yeah, man. And so, especially in this, you'll meet so many cool comics that are just like really genuinely want you to win. Yeah. And sometimes you might be kind of drawn off. Which that's what some girl told me. She, her name is Christina Galson. She's like, you're just mad supportive, which yeah. is weird. And I was like, look, man, when you come out the South, we just happy. We you happy to, to be, be in the dance, man. Exactly. We man. happy because I know when them pads come on, I was like, oh, is it my turn to go? <laughs> what? You said exactly. a 32 sweep? Yeah. You know what was cool, though? <laughs> 32 sweep. As I was I was hitting her up because I was in New York, and she was like, yeah, you got to get with Jared. <laughs> Everybody's been like that. I told Shar, she's like, "Yeah, Jerry to take you around." They was all like, "You, you running the scene, man." They was all was like, saying, "What? We out here? Come on, let's go." What is it? Come on, you ready? We're going to Brooklyn. We're going. We're going to Brooklyn. Yeah, man. So and all you cool. met my boy Jamar Neighbors, man. Yeah, man. Wow. Hilarious, man. Hilarious, man. So it's been cool, man. And it's just room for everyone. I think of sometimes course. we don't understand there's food for everybody. Yeah, there's food for everybody, and I say like, once you stay like prayed up. That's most of the, all the of things, course. staying like prayed up and not getting distracted and lost in the sauce, man. Yeah, man. It's easy to get lost in the sauce, especially in New York, man. Because exactly. you're always, you literally see the levels in front of you. Mm-hmm. You could literally see someone above you. You see someone yeah. behind you. You literally could see Chris Rock one day and be like, what am I doing exactly. with 
Look at you at the cellar. You were <laughs> Yeah, I know that's Oh, right. that's it. Oh. He called Man, Wilson Vince t- Tony Woods. That's Tony Woods. Yeah, tell the story. <laughs> yeah, tell the story. Tell the story. Tell the story. And when we were hanging out, tell that story. Man, so we went to the comedy cellar, right? You know, legendary club. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the South knows it. And um, we walk in. I'm with Jared and Shardy. And we walk in, and Godfrey was sitting there at a table. And I'm walking. I'm like, oh, shoot, this guy. Like, I'm all loud. <laughs> and Shotty turned around. She go, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. You hot, you hot, you hot. And I'm sitting here, like, googly eye. Like, I'm like, Godfrey is literally right over there, and y'all acting normal. And then David Tell walk in. I'm like, shut up. Like, I'm yelling. <laughs> and Ian Edwards was sitting at a table, and all these legends just chilling right in the in the, in the the comedy store. And y'all just like, yeah, we see them. You know, you just got to be cool. You know what I'm saying? They just be around. And I'm like, man, I would be here every day, man, just – Oh, like, we're going to get some pizza. I was like, nah, let them see the lights, man. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, nah, let them see those lights. Let them see those lights real fast. Exactly. So, man, it was it was a cool experience, man. But that's one of the things about you have to do stand-up because you love it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it is hard. It's a hard game, you know. But Ralphie May, he was like, as long as you don't quit, you'll make it. You know what I'm saying? It's really the long game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Paul said it like this. He said, uh, you know, uh, it's a marathon. I thought I remembered the scripture, but I didn't when I said that. <laughs> he said, but it really is. And the stand is one of those games where everybody has their season. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has that time where they get that opportunity. And um, as long as you just stay in it, as long as you decide that this is what you want to do, you I promise you, you'll get there. And Bra- take, yeah. take the blessings too, man. That's favor. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I was, I was telling the boys that with me. I was, like, that's, I was like, it's dope that he's there, man. That's yeah. dope. I said, like, because I said, like, when your moment happens, you don't want to, because sometimes it's like, you don't want to bring everybody. I was like, yeah, just go. I was like, I'm going to go. Exactly. You can't be bringing no 15 people. I was like, this is his yeah, moment. Exactly, yeah. Enjoy the moment. Yeah, you take man. the time and realize, like, dang, I did this. And the one thing I like about you when we're talking on the train, he's like, I just don't want to be Sinbad's opener. Exactly, man. And then when you told me about Dry Bar, I was like, what? You did Dry Bar? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, snap. Because yeah, when I found out your age, I was like, oh, my boy's going to, he's just telling me I'm the youngest <laughs> to ever. And he wasn't, he was just like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, freaking Cam, we're so proud of you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I texted him, I was like, I found the youngest. What? How old is <laughs> I was hey, like, can I give him your number? He goes, yeah. got an air. It's supposed to come out in March. If it don't come out, Cam winning. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad at him. He's uh, definitely, definitely just, uh, he's working on his faith, man. He be, he be, yeah, man. he be, uh, Sometimes you be talking God stuff. Yeah, 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 that too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I just get real deep for a second, like, my faith is definitely the most important thing to me. At the end of the day, like, comedy and, and my passion for it and, you know, these checks. Thank you, Lord. And uh, <laughs> you better tithe. Okay, that 10%. It's really, I'm realizing more and more in my, as I'm getting older, um, it's like Jesus really is the most important thing. You know right. what I'm saying? It really gives you that that peace in your in your mindset and your way of thinking. And everything else is great, but it, it, at the end of the day, like, and my father used to say this, it's all going to burn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, at the end of the day, we all going in the ground. You know, and I really feel like old heads used to say this all the time when you come up in the South, but, you know, we in our last days. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm looking at the world and, like, um, the Bible says, you know, in the end, like, you won't be able to tell the seasons apart. And, you know, it's 50 degrees right now in, in New York City. And, you know, politics is going crazy. Like, our right. political system in in U.S., if people really think about it, it's failing us. Mm-hmm. We have two candidates. We have we have no candidates that a lot of American people are like, yo, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? And, and I really feel like, you know, coming towards the end, like, you really got to, you know, get right. Just get right with Jesus. Like, that's, that's the most important thing before this stand-up stuff because, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's really, for me, for me and my faith, it's only going to matter, like, what you did for God. You know what I'm saying? So I try to keep that the main thing before anything else. Having a firm foundation. Having a exactly, solid foundation. Man. I think yeah. the scripture, I think of you, I say the scripture lies in Revelations when God says, I'll open a door that no man can close. That's right. So it's just yeah. like, it don't matter. Whatever you get on the road, whoever mm-hmm. comics you see, whatever, yeah. this door that's open for you, ain't nobody can close it. Exactly. Man. Nobody's going to close what they God can do for you. They used to say in the whole say, what God has for me it is, is for me. <laughs> Come now we're going to ask three people. Come on the <laughs> three people, if you could just take off and run that's real right. fast. <laughs> say, Pastor, you know my wife, she okay. tore ACL. She can't run no more. Well, we're going to run. So I need three say, people to run for her. <laughs> Who can run neighbor. for her? 
and tell them what God has for me. That's funny, man. We're going to do these last things. These last things, and mm-hmm. it's a game, right? It's called Who Are You, right? Oh, Lord and Who mercy. are you, right? The whole point of the game is is to break open yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you can a- ask me who are you, and you're just going to keep asking that question until I stop. So it goes. Who are you? Jared Waters. Who are you? Two-time stand-up comic. Who are you? Like that, like that. Okay, word. You're gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going until you just stop. So I can go for like ten minutes all the time. That's pressure. All right. So just take your time and think about like that. Dang, I'm about to to get too churchy, and I hate it. Don't know. It's (laughs) gonna keep going until you stop. Okay. Ready? Who are you? Caleb Elliott. Who are you? Uh, Comic. Who are you? Son of the Living God. Who are you? Son of Steve Elliott. Who are you? Uh, A lover, not a fighter. Who are you? Dang, I can't think of anything else. We're going to come back to this when we do this podcast <laughs> again. No, because okay, it's, it's supposed to change. It's supposed to change. It's supposed to be all like the first time is going to like the hardest time, and then you start yeah. thinking about everything else. I love that, man. That's dope, man. So these are the last five questions, and we're going to get out of here. It. When's the last nightmare you had? I cannot remember. I remember a specific one, though, that was big for me. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is that could that be an answer? No, yeah, that can be an answer. When I was, I used to be afraid of Beauty and the Beast. The Beast, I promise you, <laughs> terrified, terrified. And I remember this one dream I had. It, I was in the bathroom, and the Beast came around the corner, right, and he was like huge, and I was like terrified. But in the dream, I got bigger than him. Like I started to grow, and I grew bigger than the Beast. And after that, I wasn't scared no more. And that was the last time I was scared. So that's the last like nightmare I can remember. So you don't got Disney Plus then? You don't yeah, no, nah, I don't watch nothing. The first part used to scare me where the hands would come out and oh. they change. <laughs> I was like, that dude Tales is as old as time. Turn scared. it off. <laughs> Turn it off. Y'all know dad don't like this. You know your dad don't like this movie. That's right. <laughs> Second question, what's your biggest fear? I think, uh, whew. What popped in my head was being alone. I don't know if that's true, but that's what came in my head first. That's the f- that's real. Yeah, that's the they said that a lot of people don't like being alone. Why don't you like being alone? Um, alone as in like by yourself alone. Like you're alone yeah. right now. Like no, you I think um, that's my really. Uh, I'm gonna say my testimony. I hate churchy words, man. I promise you, I hate it. No, it's all good, man. It's fair but, basis um, to everybody. When I became, the biggest thing that I was missing when I became a Christian was um, that feeling of emptiness, mm-hmm. right? And I had a great, I had a lot of friends, man. I could talk to anybody. I had a great family. My parents were together. You know, we was doing well for ourselves. I had a lot of siblings. You know, I was doing right. Like, I wasn't partying, nothing like that. But there was just this feeling of, like, there's something in my soul that was like, there's more. You know what I'm saying? There's an emptiness that that couldn't be. And I just can't explain it besides, like, I was lonely. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, I was never suicidal, but some days I just didn't want to do. I was like, man, this, what's the point? What's the point of all this? And so when I got right with Jesus, it was, that was, that's what he quenched was, you don't have to be, you'll never be alone again. You know what I'm saying? You'll always have that love and that satisfaction right. and that purpose. And I never want to, and I haven't, I haven't lost it since, but I never want to lose that. And so that's probably my, my biggest fear is that is going back to that place. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had a panic attack or your last panic attack? I have one time, though. Well, when was it? It was we did. um, So Obama's inauguration, 2008. Mm -hmm. I went. You went to D.C.? Went to D.C. It was on Pennsylvania uh, Avenue. So we was nowhere near the inauguration. There was so many. There was millions of people out there. But I I was there. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And uh, it was my first time in a big city. And there was a lot of people around me. You know what I'm saying? So I was mad, claustrophobic. And I was like, I can't breathe. <sighs> you know, we black. So mom was like, stop, stop. Get it together. And I was like, mom, I can't breathe. And I was like, boy, if you don't stop right now. <laughs> and I just stopped. I just got it together. But that was, the last, that was the only, like, panic attack I had. I'm really, like, I'm not one to be anxious or, like, you know, be, yeah, get in my head too much. Um, yeah. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes and no. Uh, I believe that. God will never let you miss the right person for you. Are you da- actively dating? I am. Oof, how do I say this? Let's let's go to another topic. 
I am actively dating, and I'm not in a relationship, but it all just depends on what city I'm in. You feel me, play? Hey, <laughs> hey, I don't feel you. Better, you. I'm about you better to be married, but you better uh, not feel me. I felt you before. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm being very facetious. I'm very much a gentleman, and um, I just haven't, you know, met the right lady yet. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm just not that I'm not looking. Yeah, it's not He's 22. Yeah, <laughs> twenty two, nothing but. Time. Yeah, so if anybody wants to slide my DMs, you know what I'm saying, just just we're gonna put his uh, Instagram link, so make sure yeah, you slide yeah, yeah. in his DMs <laughs> rigorously, ferociously, quickly. And when you slide in, put a picture of Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah, that's how I know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last, the last yeah. question. We're gonna get out of here. What do you think happens when we die? Ah oh, man, um, oh man, but. For the for the for the few, we get to experience the the presence of Jesus for an eternity, and there's nothing that I'm ready for more than to have that that eternal presence. You hear those words? Well done, my good and faithful. Come on, man, and that's that's the goal, man. That's what it's all about. Everything else, man. It, I mean, it matters. You know what I'm saying? Because right. we're here, but it's not. You know. That's what we want is to be in his presence. Some people get to. The only few. Jesus said, you know, gate is few. So I'm trying to, you know, just do right by him and make it there. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I believe. So, yeah, man. Well, this is it. This is one man, Word. one tree in the hill. Would you like to tell the people anything? Before nah, you get out, man. you have anything you're looking forward to? He has your own show. You have your own. You're dropping oh, on YouTube. Oh, I do. My YouTube. Fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. You guys yeah. go check out um my YouTube channel, Caleb Elliott Comedy. You know what I'm saying? We have, like. Uh, some different comics on there. Just do like interviews, play games with them and stuff. It's a good thing if you want to get in a stand up because uh, a lot of them give great advice. And so we had Chanel Ali on there. We had Shadi Diaz, uh, Vishal Krishnasamy on there, Jake Weddle, a lot of cool people. Yeah, cool people. Uh, so yeah, make sure y'all go check that out and subscribe. You can go to my website, CalebLAComedy.com, uh, and find all the socials on there. And if you want to follow me on Insta, that's going to be uh, at underscore Caleb Elliott, two T's, like the G's and Tigger. You feel me? Yeah. So uh, check me out. Jared, I so appreciate you, man. Have me hey, on. no problem, man. That's appreciate good looks, you. Man. We'll look back on this five years from now, and you'll be like, dang, you remember that? I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's man. what's up. Now my assistant has to plug you in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my doorbell saying. ringing. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, all right. I appreciate it, my brother. Safe travels back when you go back to North Carolina, when you go yeah. inside the road. Enjoy the moment. Live in the moment. You know what I mean? Okay. Document everything. Take yeah. pictures. Do a freaking... Uh, I tell people they should record themselves. You should always record yeah. yourself just talking to yourself, and then you can look back on it three years from now. Like, oh, I was doing this. Yeah. Doing that. Like, remember MTV... Uh, Diary, what is that, MTV? You think you know me, you have no idea no, of the diary of a mad black, oh, I was talking about <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I think MTV, yeah, MTV Diaries, yeah. YouTube, they used to take like artists and they would just do like diaries. Oh, dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, it'd be like Ja Rule talking. And then there was ja Rule. Yeah, then like 50 Cent came. That diary was deleted yeah. or something. Dang, that whole moment of just taking a moment to be like, this is me at 22. Think about that. Yeah. It's, like, it's like I'm going to record everything at 22. Or this is my year of 2019. Yeah. So everything happens just like all oh, 19. And you can have a, your own documentary. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that, actually. I don't know how yeah, much you space coffee. you got on that phone. So uh, Nah, I got, you know, mad space. Oh, dang. Yeah. All right. Well, we're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, man. Uh, this is One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Uh, God bless you if you believe in God. If you don't, uh, Allah bless you if you believe in Allah. And if you're atheist, uh, peace out. <laughs> mm-hmm.